welcome to another edition of the Casting Couch Filmcast with me, Gaz, and my boy. Rude, you sang that one. Why yeah, did you just sing uh, that? It's a musical episode. Who is it? And yeah. why is it a musical episode? You're reviewing La La Land. La La Land. Yep, LA, LA Land. LA, LA. Do you reckon that's on purpose? Must be. Probably. Must be. Yeah. Shouldn't it be LA Land? La Land. La, well, La La right? Land is kind of like living in the world of um, La, fantasy. La. Fantasy. So. Yeah, you're right. Pure imagination. Right. Uh, so that's coming up today. We've just spoiled the surprise. And also the, probably the title of this episode will be called La La Land. So you knew it was coming. Uh, before we get into that, Ruble, um, and before we get to our top five, which is obviously going to be musicals this week. Fuck me. I struggled. Did you? Really? Yeah. I sat with a bunch of different people trying to think of five musicals. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, you I'm know a what? meathead. When you told me that, I was like, shit, it's going to be really hard. And then I realized actually there's a fuckload of musicals out there. My least favorite genre. Is it? Okay. Well, uh, before we get into all of that, I want to ask you what you've been watching this week. Two movies and a TV show. Decent. Go on, hit me with the TV show first. I finished watching The Exorcist. The show? Yeah. Really? It's really good, man. It's a show. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's two seasons. Well, the only one season's out at the moment. I saw that. Right. Really liked it. Um, it's not what you think. It's not just about the demon possession. Yeah, girls possessed, but these two exorcists have to fight their inner demon. Oh. Uh, I think one of them's gay. Another <laughs> one wants to bang some Spanish chick. Right. So, but they're pretty... Two very inner demons, yeah. Yeah, and then there's this kind of cult that's going to summon another demon. It's, it's like a character study rather than a straight up horror. It's really right. good. It's better than any other horror stuff I've seen. It's better than American Horror Story, hands down. So it's worth watching. It's only Never eight, heard eight of it. episodes. What channel? Um, I think it's FX or something. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I downloaded it. Be, it. Yeah, it would be, yeah. Yeah, FX. They love it. What about the films? Um, so I watched Fantastic Beasts, somewhere to find them. It's alright. Yeah? Yeah, it's here. I, I swear I mentioned this on a previous episode. What did I say about it? I can't mm-hmm. remember. I think you said it was okay, which it was. I mean, it's, it's an origin story. It's going to be a bit slow, which it was. That was it. The um, mon- monsters were quite cool, but I think the main characters, the human characters, were fucking boring. I found um, the bagel guy, the, the chubby psychic, and uh, the girl the, with the blonde hair. I've forgotten the name. She's all like this, y'all. I thought they were really nice. but Yeah, they actually, were the better two. They were the better two, but I didn't like Eddie Redmayne and his and, love interest. Yeah, she was so thick. They were really boring. And I didn't like um, Creepy Guy from that thing about, uh, when you talk about Kevin. That, you remember that film? I didn't realise it was Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, that's it. I didn't I actually like it. End. Yeah, I thought it was quite a dull yeah. storyline. Yeah, but let's see where the franchise goes. Yeah. Um, and I watched The Ar- Arrival. The Arrivals. Oh, no. Which you seem to hate. I think it was all right. What did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? Right, spoiler territory now. Uh, don't spoil it too much. Okay, I won't spoil it then. Um, everything. <laughs> well, like, give me some examples without spoiling it. Like maybe you can say. Okay, scene. I think the actual storyline. Once you've seen it once, it's not clever. It's a very convoluted right. and messy. There's way. gonna be spoiler here, so if you haven't seen Arrival, skip forward a minute. Okay. What What do you like about it? Okay, so the whole. I mean, you've seen it with fresh eyes, and I have, but I saw it about a month ago. Um, the, the whole point is stupid. The whole point is she learns the language uh, to figure out that her child's gonna she's gonna meet a guy and her child's gonna die. It's all pretty pointless. No, the the language gives her the weapon of being able to see into the future, to see what's going to happen. Yeah, with this chat. Well, it's not. It's more about her sending the message to the Chinese dude. And what do they want? They say we'll need we'll need your help in future. Cop out. Cop out. It is, that's not what it's about though. It's about like you know, it's about language. Try with you know, you should. Uh, they don't even think explain first, the language. Fight later. 
They don't even explain how she knows that. They, she goes they to this language. There's a whole scene on it. There isn't. Uh, it's not. Yeah, well they done. see similar shapes in different words that they're saying. Maybe about the, the same it, word. It, no, I would have liked to have seen a visual representation of how she can see the future because of a blob. No, it's the way they perceive time and space, or space and time. You start to sound like Justin right now. I. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was right, and I loved how you thought the whole time was flashbacks, and it was actually flash forwards, which is sick. That was really cool. No. Like that, that twist got me. I didn't, I didn't see that. And so, it's a really good moral story. Like at the end, not moral story, but like a, it makes you think. Like at the end, you know, when she's like, okay, I can go out with Jeremy Renner, but we can have a kid that's going to die. Do, do, do you still go for that future and go for that kid? And now she has feelings for that kid like because she has a relationship in the future. Would you still do it? Like if you know you're going to have a daughter that's going to die, would you still go for it? It's okay. quite cool. I, I liked it. I didn't so, love the film. I thought it was all right. I thought Interstellar was a lot better. Visually more engaging, a different movie, kind of, but they occupy that same space of intelligent sci fi. Also, soundtrack hate the soundtrack, almost non existent in parts. Didn't okay. like the casting, don't like her, don't like Forrest Whitaker in that role, uh, where he's just up aggressive for no reason. And he's not, though, he's Jeremy Renner had nothing to, to do. There's one good bit where they first go up into the ship, and I was like falling back in my seat, I was like, wow, and it was like distorting time. I thought it was something, it tried something different, and I appreciate that. Okay, okay, well, that was a rival, nice yeah. one. You. What have I watched this week? Um, apart from, well, no, I, I guess aside from Hidden Figures, which I already mentioned last week, this week has purely been La La Land. Really? Which is what we're going to get into. So, without oh, further yeah, sorry, ado. Sorry, I watched one more thing. Oh, yeah, go on. Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. Any good? Fucking shit. Really? <laughs> <laughs> the first one was all right. Like, it was a good genre movie. It looked like it was going to be shit, but it was okay. This one was just awful. It's like a B movie. It looked like it was going to be shit. And it was shit. Yeah, it's made for yeah. TV. It's yeah. Awful. Oh, actually, speaking of TV, I've been watching uh, Taboo with Tom Hardy. Yeah, how's that? Stephen Knight. It's good. It's the most Tom Hardy-like thing you'll ever see. I heard it's getting a lot of bad feedback because it's too slow. Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy had to come out and say it's going to speed up. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it, it, it was a slow first couple of episodes. Um, he's really good in it, but he, he's literally a parody of himself these days. He just... Does that thing? Yes. Yeah. Ever since I realised he doesn't look people in the eye, he looks at their chin. He does it the whole way through this. Staring at chins, gurgling, making weird noises, grunting his way through. And it's got the High Sparrow from um, Game of Thrones doing the most High Sparrow thing as well. Going like, we must... And I was like, okay, this is is just (laughs) literally like you're merging two worlds together. But it works. I'm intrigued. Worth a watch. Alright. Happy? Yeah. Let's crack on. Time for our main feature. It's pretty strange that we keep running into each other. Maybe it means something. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't think so. You could just write your own rules, you know, write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you going to do? I have my own club. Is that going to happen every time? I think so. How are you going to be a revolutionary if you're such a traditionalist? You're holding on to the past, but jazz is about the future. Maybe I'm not good enough. Yes, you are. Maybe I'm not. It's like a pipe dream. This is the dream. It's conflict and it's compromise. It's very, very exciting.
So that was a clip from La La Land. Could I just apologise to the listeners? What? Because what I normally do, I haven't done it yet. I'm looking into the future like a rival. <laughs> but what I normally do is put five to ten second clip in that section. Watching trailer of La La Land. I don't know which bit to put, so I'm going to put quite a long clip. Do so, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry for that in advance. Um, yeah, that's, that's a like clip. some Inception. That shit. is like some Inception shit. Yeah. That's a clip from La La Land, directed by, written and directed, I should say, by Damien Chazelle. Or is it Damon Chazelle? Damien. Damien Chazelle. Starring Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. It's in the cinemas right now. Um, and it's time to dissect it. Do you want to give us a synopsis, Rubes? So, um, uh, aspiring actress uh, meets. A guy that wants to own a jazz bar. You sound like you want to fall asleep right now. Who loves jazz. A guy who (laughs) loves jazz meets a girl who's an aspiring actress and then they get together and they decide that they're going to pursue their dreams. Very good. Yeah. Now, doesn't that sound cheesy as fuck? It does, doesn't it? It does. It doesn't sound great. But, well, as we'll uncover in the next half an hour, perhaps there's more to it. Yep. Than meets the eye. There's going to be spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, I recommend you watch it first. So first things first, I mean, where do you start with a film like this? I feel like we should start with the story, um, which you kind of just touched on briefly there. Uh, it moved me, man. It took me to places I didn't expect it to go. And you know when something like this has received so much hype, so much buzz, after Whiplash especially, um, I was expecting to, to go in for a big flop. Um, and after that first three minutes, I was completely on board. What did you think? Yeah, I, I would go as far as to say I think it's one of the best films I've seen in quite a few years. Yeah? Um, wow. Since Whiplash. Really? Since, yeah. yeah, isn't it funny? This guy's... I know. Well, I did like Mad Max. He looks Max like our age as well. Have you seen what he looks he like? day one. Yeah, a little, little Mexican guy. Which is weird. But um, I fucking love this movie. I thought it was really well shot. Some really great one-take sweeping shots. Um I really liked every song in it, especially, um, I think, the first two. There's someone in the crowd yeah. and Another Day of Sun, or what it's called. Uh, it had really good songs. The acting Another was excellent. I didn't think Emma Stone had that kind of acting chops. Oh I like God. her, but I didn't think she was There's this There's an incredible good. scene where she goes to an audition and she acts her socks off and still doesn't get the part. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, she's acting within acting, and it's yeah. so good. But do you know that most of her acting scenes were actually real-life accounts of acting auditions from Ryan Gosling. Really? Yeah, like the bit when, you know, when she's doing a crying scene and someone walks into the door. Yeah, yeah. That actually happened to Ryan Gosling. Really? Yes. How nuts is that? On another level, I heard he learnt to play the piano in six months to prep for this film. Yeah, two hours a day, apparently. Wow. And it's all him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was really surprising, right? You'd think he'd CGI or some shit, but he wasn't. Yeah. Um, I think he, he looks like he's put all his focus into piano because his singing isn't quite on, on the same level as her. Yeah, that was one of my only few downsides of it. But I guess she doesn't have to play any instruments. But he could do everything else. <laughs> he could dance, yeah. he can act, he can do the whole lot. The guy's looks a legend. Right. Absolute legend. Yeah. yeah, you touched on the sweeping camera and the way it was shot. I think a story like this, which is kind of very 500 Days of Summer, it's a melancholy love story between two people in quite an indie setting. Um, but what 500 didn't do... Uh, and they do share a lot of similar spaces. I haven't heard anyone say this yet, but I was the whole way through. I was thinking you have these titles that say winter, summer, you know, spring. Um, it kind of blends that animation in with kind of uh, those pastel colours and all that sort of stuff. Although this one's quite vibrant, full of yeah. colour. Um, but the camera just constantly sweeps. If it's not looking at people, it's down in the water or it's up in the trees or it's everywhere. It's kind of, it never stops moving around. Even in apartments, those scenes can be quite dull. I think they've built some lovely sets, especially for his apartment where... 
it would go from the front door through a wall to his living room, back through to the front door, and he'd say goodbye to somebody. But did you notice that in the second act, um, it had less of that, more cuts? More cuts. And initially, I was a bit like, I found that a bit jarring, and it had like no music in the second act. Yeah. Um, that, that I was gonna say that was a negative, but having thought about it, I think what they were trying to do there was the beginning part was when they're all dreamers, right? Yes. And optimists. And they have these like long shots and loads of dance numbers. But the second act is when they're kind of having to do stuff like work or whatever and actually starting to realise they dream, but it's not as fun as they thought. Yes. So the camera angles are like, it's when it has more like cuts, edit cuts and less yeah. songs, which made sense actually. That's really well spotted out. I um I think this film is is really I think it transcends a regular uh musical. It, to, for, for me it doesn't really feel like a musical even though it completely is, um, because of what you've just said, because of those long spaces without songs, um, and they're not singing for the sake of it. In fact, half of the songs are, you know, she's told to tell a story, and so she just tells a story through song. Um, you know, she doesn't need to. And it's not like Rent, where Rent would be like, now we've got to pay the rent, which I think it's just, I can't stand musicals like that. I find, uh, you know, Frozen just about works, even though there's a lot of that. like, what's behind this door? Da, da, da. Uh, this is way more brought down to a kind of melancholy level. Absolutely adored that side of things. What Even from the opening, the first song was so grand. Yes. And so, had so much charm. It was such a, like, I love that song. But all based on kind of miserable scenarios, isn't it? Yeah, they're stuck in LA traffic. LA traffic. But they're also like optimistic dreamers, like, yeah. they're really finding something to enjoy there. And then I think the second song was really good as well, with her and her friends. When they're going out for a night out. Yeah, that was really good. What I loved is, because the whole kind of concept I heard him say was that he wants to bring the pizzazz and, and magic of musical to real life, because he, th- he finds most musicals too fantastical, uh, Damien Giselle. So I, when I heard that, I was like, that's not going to work. You can't do that. You can't make a shit scenario fun through music. And he kind of does. And it's not too over the top. So when the girls are getting ready for the night out, it's just the four of them. Now, they're getting ready in their house. They're having a little dance and a sing, and it works. I expected them to bust out onto the streets, and there to be a complete parade of people dancing behind them. Well, it wasn't. Them. It was just four of just them. Just the four of them dancing down an empty street. Yeah, that was really cool. And it shouldn't work, because it looks underwhelming, if anything. But the way it's done, and the way... It's like it, an indie musical. Yeah, it's like an indie musical. That's exactly yeah. it, and that is exactly but right. But you know, he initially proposed this idea before Whiplash. Really? And no studio wanted to touch it except Focus. Right. And they want to replace the songs with rock songs and not have a bittersweet ending. Why? Well, he said, fuck that. Could it be a bit weird, right? This is his dream. <laughs> they yeah. want to change it. It's a movie about a dream. You couldn't change it just uh, for that. Yeah. And, initially, and then what happened, apparently, he made Whiplash. That got really popular, really famous, critically acclaimed. And then I think Summit Studios, or whoever it was, said, all right, we'll fund you a big budget musical. Nice. So this could have not been made. But, um, I'm so glad it has been. And another interesting thing I read was initially the cast was supposed to be not Ryan Gosling. It was supposed to be Miles Teller. Okay. But okay. he wanted more moolah. So that didn't happen. Oh, right. And, really? Yeah, and Emma Stone was supposed to be Emma Watson. Oh, thank God. So if that was the cast, I don't think I would have watched it. No. I, I like Emma Stone. I like Ryan Gosling. Yeah. But I'm if it was so the other glad. two, yeah, I don't think I would have watched it. Oh, uh, yeah. I absolutely. These are two of the like, top of their game you know, yeah. uh, actors at the moment. The only people I can imagine doing it better... Is probably Tom Hardy, but he probably wouldn't nah, make it really aggressive. Nah, Ryan Gosling looked <laughs> right. That scene as well, when like um, he's in the uh, is it the wedding or the party or it was he's oh, playing I Rand, yeah, flock of seagulls. It was so funny. Like I was just smiling. The thing is, it's one of those movies I 
kept thinking about it since I've seen it. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's I'm quite... I've saw the trailer like five times since I saw the movie. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this on one of our very first podcasts. We were like, this looks intriguing. Don't know what it is. And I was nervous it'd have a gimmick like The Artist. On reflection, The Artist is in the film I'd want to watch again. Um, whereas I can't wait to see this again. I'm watching it again the weekend. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, hopefully this week, actually. Um, it's a really intoxicating, immersive. One thing I have noticed, though, and I don't know if it's because I've seen a lot of movies now or because I'm older than I was when I was a kid and I just didn't notice. That's uh, common sense, bro. Maybe. <laughs> I'm starting to see... Um, it's the same in TV, like, especially Black Mirror, where it's very obvious. I'm starting to see where they're trying to put layers of stuff in. Um, or maybe because I did a course when I studied film. But before, I wouldn't ever know. I'd have to actively seek it. This one, he has this whole thing about jazz. and He takes her to see jazz, and he shows her these different instruments fighting for attention. And he's like, I think he literally says, you know, it's it's art, it's compromise, and it's, um, you know, exciting. And my God, I love it. Uh, but it's dying. And I was thinking that's kind of the whole metaphor for their relationship. And I just, I spotted it, and I was like, ah, I completely get it. It's nice, it's a parallel, but it's very obvious. Before, I'd have to dig deep and find that, that kind yeah. of metaphor. But their whole relationship is about compromise and it's very exciting, but also they've got to really kind of sacrifice and, and all that sort of stuff. Well, that's true. And I think the movie also had a lot of heartbreak. Yeah. But I swear there was a ninja cutting onions while I was watching <laughs> it because that guy needs to stop cutting the onions. I had a lumpy throat. Here's a question. Did you cry? Did you even... Did you no, I, had, I had a lump in the throat. Um, only time I ever cried was Con here. Really? And that's never going to probably change. With the bear? Yeah. Yeah. Or not bear, bunny. Bunny. Um, yeah. Maybe a little bit during Fast and Furious 7 montage. But I was really, I was, it felt like it's such a heartbreaking moment. There's a few, like I think the dinner table scene when he tells her like, you know, I'm making it now. And, you know, I'm not experienced enough to do my, to chase my dream anymore. And you'll probably just hang around with me. You liked it when I was a bum because, you know, it made you feel better. Bit, yeah. And I was just like, oh shit. I really of, yeah. sad, that scene. Yeah, that was quite a brutal scene. And then when he tells her again at the end, you have to go and chase your dream 110%. Um, you're basically saying, if we're together, you won't make it. Because I think that parallels a lot of people's lives. I don't know about you, I'm pretty yeah. sure it does. But with me and my wife, we both came to London. She wanted to be producing like kids' movies. I wanted to be a horror film director. Yeah. Then you kind of chase the dream. And then what happened with us? We got jobs that we kind of liked. So I work now. I love it. And yeah. <laughs> she works at like a Cartoon Network and she loves it. But it wasn't the dream we came for, but we had to make the choice. We either stick together or, you know, go chase our dreams. We stuck together, obviously, in this yeah. film. They could do the opposite. I think it's com I'm completely with you. Uh, I'm completely with you. And it's, it's, it's a lot to say about us all and uh, the relationships we're in. Because, yeah, similar. The, I, I cried. I can't deny. It wasn't the same scene as you, but I cried. Uh, to <laughs> Fuck you. Towards the end when they're in a park and she says, where are we? They've been through this whole escapade and it's kind of... You know, he's given us some good news. She's got this role. She goes, where are we? He says, in the park. She goes, no, I'm serious. Where are we? He's like, you've got to chase your dream 110%. You've seen how bad it's been with me just going on tour. So think about how much worse it's going to be when you have to go away and shoot movies. We can't do this together. You've got to make the choice. Um, and to my money, and, and her face looks so angry because I think it's a really logical and reasonable conversation you would have. And I put myself in, in his shoes and I was like, yeah, it's me talking to my girlfriend right now. So I got really emotional. But I think they both make the right choice, ultimately. Maybe really? not. Well, this is the beautiful thing about that final half an hour is, oh my God, did it feel like half an hour? It was like uh, false <laughs> ending after false ending. I, um, I found it like, well, yeah, they, she's now a big-time actress. She's receiving coffee instead of serving coffee. She's being idolised. He's got his jazz bar. It's packed out. It isn't empty. It's a nice parallel between 
her play when she does it to an empty audience and his jazz bar is doing it to a big audience and he's revived jazz from the dead because he's, he's scared it's going to die. So they both do exactly the same the thing they want to, but then there's that real melancholic sense at the end that uh, but they don't have each other and was that really what they should have been going for rather than these dreams? So it's really hard. I mean, you aren't a big fan of the ending, were you? So yeah, there's a question. So basically, I saw this film a while ago. We reviewed it called Nuit Blanche, and it's just it's two minutes. It's a guy stood across the road. He sees a beautiful woman having a drink in a in the window of a restaurant. And he starts to cross the road and then he gets hit by a car, but the car breaks around him uh, and he's like, nothing's going to stop him. And he gets to the girl and she walks through the glass of the restaurant and they kiss and then you kind of go through their lips and it's back at the start and he's looking at her. And it made me think, okay, so he, you know, he's imagining a world where maybe they got together. That's exactly what happens here. And literally towards the end, last 20 minutes, uh, he stands up and they're back at the start and she looks at him and he looks at her. And I thought that's a beautiful place to end it because then it leaves you thinking, Will she go and do exactly what she's just imagined they're going to do? Will she follow her dreams? Will she just leave it? And it's very melancholic because at the end, she doesn't actually end up with him. So will she want to put herself through this? So I just left myself thinking that's a great place to end. And then it tacks on another ending where we go through a montage of everything. But you love this, don't you? You love this montage. Yeah, I love the montage. That's the thing that stuck with me the most. Not because it's the last thing in the movie. but yeah. um, like, I think that happens in real life a lot. You think of little moments in your life where you think, if I made choice B instead of A, where would I end up? And I think that's exactly what they were showing there. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting to see. But when I was watching, I was like, oh, please, let this not be a dream sequence. <laughs> let it be yeah. the truth. Let yeah. end up together. But I was like, oh, in the end. It, yeah, it's it, crazy, it. isn't it? Uh, but I think I really liked the ending. The only thing I didn't like about the movie, two things. One thing Go was, on. I think Ryan Gosling's singing wasn't great. It's not right. his fault. But he, he did everything else perfectly. But I think, it's just, to show that, yeah, she made it as a big actress and he owned Oh, you know, got that jazz, jazz bar that's really famous and yeah. all the people in it. Except. It's kind of like you watch that and you think, well, I might, I'm not going to get that ending in real life. Because if they showed it and then she maybe didn't quite make it as an actress, but she did something else and she found happiness in that and she's got a husband and a kid and maybe he opened the jazz bar and it's not as popular as he wanted it. It's doing okay. Yeah. Um, and then, or at least one of those two things happened. Like she just made it as a famous actress. He made it as a bar owner and it's just kind of like I just wanted a bit something if they wanted to change it I think something one of them maybe her more so not making it exactly um, right. as a famous actress right I see to make it just that bit more believable or yeah. a bit more tangible I think it's a testament to what do you think it is what do you think wins in terms of the film because I I came away at the end and I've seen so many films trying to do rom-coms like this this that and the other and I could forget half of them and I don't believe the romance this that and the other by the end of this one, there's only one scene with her new fella where she says hello to a little baby, he's there, he takes her out for a meal. And immediately I hate him because I want her to be with Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I hate it's not you hate fault. him, you hate the baby. The film makes me, yeah, the film <laughs> literally made me go like, no, no, please don't do this. Like, it was like literally like um, the butterfly effect where something goes wrong. Yeah, I yeah. was like, don't do this. But I've never felt that way so quickly about someone in a film. Judge. They, they don't even have to establish him. Yeah, I judge him. He seems like, like a nice guy. And he's a nice enough guy, yeah. So... The film creates a mood in you. It's because you saw their relationship blossom. And you yeah. wanted something to come out. Because she only got there because of him encouraging her. And he only got the bar because she was really encouraging him. Yeah. Um, you think they've made each other's lives great in terms of their aspirations. But at what cost? Yeah. Um, I think God, that's so horrible, isn't it? That's such a devastating conclusion, isn't it? That 100%. you end up settling with someone maybe a little bit more on a normal level because you... You can't have two people with conflicting dreams. Because you will. Imagine, you want to go make films in Hollywood. 
your missus says, oh, I've got, I want to open a bar here. And that's her dream. But someone says to you, oh, yeah, we'll pay you a million pound a year, mate. You go to Hollywood. You can see your missus every couple of weeks in a year. Yeah. You'd have a real inner conflict, wouldn't you? You'd be like, yep. fuck, I can live my dream. I but at the end of the at the end of that, I was like, oh, I'm glad I made the right decision of staying with my missus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I think that's what it's trying to say. But you might not be that happy. Like, You're right. No, there's more to life than just... Actually, that's tough. So my question is, why do you feel so quickly like you hate this guy? It, it, what, do you you don't hate him. You just really like their relationship. Them two together. What, do you, what wins for you then? Their performances? Is that the best thing in the film? Is the music the best thing? Is it the way it's music. shot? Music. The, the music. music. That's the thing I remember the most. I, I'm like, I bought the soundtrack straight after I watched the movie. Yeah. Because, okay, here's a question. Without that music ingredient, would it be as memorable as no. that? No would, way. Would it, be like an, would it be like 500 Days of Summer again, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a film I would like. Yeah. And that's it. I would like it. Whereas this one, I loved it. Yeah, you're right. We've been yeah. 20 minutes. Hmm. Oh, wow. We've rattled through this. Did yeah. make it a shorter episode? Or? It could do. Still got a top five to go there. Okay. Great. I think it's, yeah, I think it's, it's always interesting when we agree on a film because there's less conflict between the two of us. But um, my God, it's still in my head right now. As I'm talking to you, I can't fully concentrate because I'm just playing it over and over in my head. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like memento, but in a romantic way. Um, cool, yeah, let's grade this. What, what would you give it, Rubes? Okay, I, w- I really wanted to give it an A+, but Ryan Gosling singing has a big part to play in the movie and it wasn't quite there. An A plus would have to be a perfect movie. Whiplash would have got an A plus for me. Wow. Because okay. there's nothing about that film that I could criticize, in my opinion. Um, whereas here, there's that, and then I thought the ending was a bit too far fetched. Where they both achieved their dreams. I was like, mm, this is probably not going to happen to 99% of people in life. Yeah. So I'd give it an A. Fair. That's a fair. Uh, I mean, if I watched this last year, it'd be my top film of the year. Well, this is my issue. I think it's a beautiful film, and I could tell Damien Chazelle. It's all, it's all on the strength of him. It's all on his backbone. Because I, I recognise some tracks in this film um, that were in Whiplash. And he also mentions Charlie Parker again, which he mentions all the way through uh, Whiplash. So he's obsessed. And you can tell when someone's that into their craft, uh, it's going to be a good a good thing. And I love it. It, it, t- it taught me about jazz, even though it's meant to be metaphorical, about like, that sacrifice scene where he's and compromise. telling her about how amazing jazz is. Yeah. And like, she's like, oh, it's elevated music. Yeah, that was great. That got me into jazz more than Whiplash ever did. Whiplash, I can't deny. I love the songs in it, but I was only interested in the conflict between Miles Teller and um, J.K. Simmons. Simmons. That was the main crux for me. Uh, everything else was a bit of fluff. This one, because she spoke like the voice of reason. She said, uh, people just talk over it. Completely right. Completely right. And for a guy who's writing this about a thing he's passionate about, it's just it was beautiful. So I would give it an A star. Do you know what really bothers me is that this didn't come out last year, and <laughs> and I, I'm not going to go back on my word. Bridget Jones' Baby, right, was a good film, right? Why did you suddenly put this up? Because because I tweeted. Is it because everyone's taking a piss. I at tweeted you? yesterday. Believe the hype. La La Land is absolutely perfect. And someone replied, "Better than Bridget Jones' Baby." And I pissed myself laughing because I'm like, they're not even remotely close. Bridget Jones is like a fucking F minus compared to this film. But this didn't come out last year, and I'm annoyed it didn't come out last year because it really raises the game. And it would have probably made me reconsider my top 10 because I would have been putting things against that. Bridget Jones is nowhere near this film and it hurts. Yeah, if I look at last year, I think most of the films on my list, actually, no, they're different. They are quite, I had some ones that I really liked, but I think maybe the top six downwards. Yeah. None of them, like they would all be next. Dude, last year, I can put hand on heart now, I don't think people, loads of people will disagree with me. Last year was a stinker for the movies. I really. No, I don't agree with there that. There weren't many films I'd want to go out and buy on Blu ray except for like The Neon Demon because that did something new. This does something new again. 
I, I'm all up for this. I hate it. I mean, I put in things like Green Room and stuff. I wouldn't still even buy them on Blu-ray. Great film. But would it ever normally be in a top 10? I don't know. No, but you're looking at one movie that could be one of the greats. Maybe. In time, it could be a great. So if you look at the year, whichever year, I don't know, Lord of the Rings came out. Was there anything else that touched that? I don't, think, I don't know. Don't yeah, that changed touch the game. You. Don't let it touch you. <laughs> cool. So an A and an A+, plus. I think you can tell from us it's worth seeing. If you haven't caught it, go out and catch it in the cinema while it's still there. And then yeah. get the soundtrack. Yep. Way. Uh, I'm going to buy the Blu-ray. Yep. Same. Yeah. Love it, mate. Oh, can't shake it. Right. Uh, with that in mind then, let's... Oh, you didn't catch Star Wars, did you? No, I haven't seen that yet. Maybe that's the next one for you to, to watch so we can talk about it. Um, cool. I think it's now time uh, for our bit on the side with our top five. Okay, now it's time for our bit on the side and today's top five is Alien Movies. Just kidding. It's musical. Just I was like, oh, shit, my list. <laughs> um... We're also going to have some notable mentions and your worst musical. So I hope you've got that all prepared. I've got every musical I've ever seen on this list. <laughs> all three of them. Uh, okay. Would you like to begin with your number five? Yeah. I'd like to apologise. This is just not my genre. <laughs> this is like I, my top ten. Of I the really year. struggled with finding five movies. <laughs> um, I had to really think creatively on this one. Okay. So, okay. My number five. <laughs> yeah, go on. This should be fun. Pitch Perfect. Wow. Okay. Uh, is that a musical, right? Yes, yeah, that's a musical. I thought it was okay. Um, Anna Kendrick was good in it. Um, it had contemporary songs. What's the story, Rubes? <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. So she, she has to... Um, they, and they got this um, big song thing coming up, and then yeah. they have to get a group together and practice for the song. I oh. remember Pitch Perfect 2 more, because I saw it more recently, but yeah. I still remember watching Pitch Perfect Good 1. Good enough to be in your top 5, right. yeah, Rubes. All the musicals ever made. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that many. Okay. So, um, I thought it was okay. Um, it had some good songs in it. Okay. Um, I'll let you off. Son of a five. Struggling, but you better up your game for the next four. Uh, my number five is Walk the Line. It's a biopic of Johnny Cash. Um, well, I know it's a biopic and not strictly a musical because they, uh, Wacky Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon have redone all the songs. Um, it's definitely a musical. Um, and they all obviously lip sync to it throughout the thing. Um, Beautiful film, great story. It got me into Johnny Cash, uh, who I absolutely adore now, and June Carter. And um, what it, it was one of the first musicals I've ever watched where the band playing the instrument actually played the right notes. Because I play guitar, and I can clearly tell when someone's like up here, really high shredding, but the actual soundtrack's like boom, 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 boom. I'm like, what are you doing? That's completely not, not matching. It was really good, great story, quite tragic. Um, so Walk the Line the is my number perfect. five. I think, I think it might be a tiny bit better than Pitch Perfect, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. Before I go into my number four, can you just tell me what a musical is? So I don't want to argue with it. Okay. I would say a musical is film or a play or something where original songs are used to tell a story. Okay, to move the story forward, right? Yeah. Well, it's actually original. Like Pitch Perfect is an original songs. Okay. Well, yeah, songs sung by the cast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My number four is Straight Out of Compton. Okay. <laughs> I think that's a musical. And that's a film I've seen. <laughs> I don't think that's a musical. How? I don't think it's Just a musical. Just because it's rap. It's the music. There's an hour and a half where there's no... There's no La La music. Land has that hour in the middle with no music. There's a couple of bits. It constantly it drops in little moments where... So does Straight Out of Compton? Some, no. Yo, Dre, I've got something to say. That's the first hour. 
The second hour is contracts, is parties. It's and then at the end, back to music. No, there might be a scene where Dre's recorded. That is that is not that is a musical. Oh my god! In my opinion, I wouldn't. I would You're not accept racist. that. Walk the line as a, as a song every twenty minutes. This one has five songs in the first hour and then nothing. And then they have songs again. They play a tape. There's a lull in the middle. Lull. They play that. They play that tape where he's like dissing them, and that's that's basically. Yeah, that's a song, and that moves the story forward. They turn it off within like a minute. It's still a song. Come on, man. Catch your break. (laughs) (laughs) Really struggle with it. Okay. Okay. You can have it. You can have it. Yes. Because I'm I'm sure by some weird law you're right. And also, it's the most successful soundtrack of last year. Damn right. Yeah. yeah. NWA. Hey, your guess. I've got something to say. i got something to say. Chicka, chicka. Uh, fair enough. I love that. Still probably not enough to put in my top five. <laughs> my number four is the more conventional uh, See, I'm not a conventional guy. I'm trying to transcend life. <laughs> I kind of, I always, I thought I was going to struggle with this when I realised I actually love all these films. Number four is Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. I've seen that. Yeah. Not enough for your top five. It looked nice, but I can't remember any song from it. Really? I bet I could rattle you through all of them. You could. I probably could. Uh, it was one of the first dates I took my girlfriend on back in, I think it was 2008, I reckon we got together. Yeah, about nine years ago. Is that nine years ago? Yeah. Why are you asking me? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Fuck me, that's nine years ago. Yeah, 2008, uh, we went. It was good. I didn't think she'd like it because it's very gory, but it has a great cast, man. He, like the, you know, rest in peace, Alan Rickman. He plays a great villain. Um, you've got Chappie from Harry Potter what's his name uh, Ginger Ron Weasley nah nah the chubby guy I've completely forgotten he's in um, that Mr. Turner whatever it's called I didn't think that oh fuck you'll know his name it's going to bug me now um, and obviously Johnny Depp and, and uh, Helen Bonham Carter yeah I was going to say Helen Mirren. Yeah, I was going to say Helen Mirren. Um, great. And then I went to see it at the West End with a friend. Absolutely loved it. I think it's uh, one of the, the classic musicals um, and well worth watching. Okay. Um, just to put a bit of a disclosure here, we had we said one animated musical. Yeah. Otherwise, the list would be full of Disney movies. Yes. Anyway, this isn't it. My number three <laughs> is Stage Fright. I can't say I've seen that one. So it's a horror musical. Oh, yeah, like Rocky Horror. But it's more slasher. Okay. Uh, so it's about this girl who is in a in a play, and the play is about a murder that happened in that school right. um, many years before. And then the the guy, the murderer, comes back and starts killing them off one by one. Um, but they break into songs and stuff. It's actually quite good. You should that watch it. Sounds original. It's I'll something watch different. It, but other songs anywhere near as good as some of the things we talked about today. I don't see it. Can you, could you sing me one of the songs right now from stage? No, but then I couldn't from Sweeney Todd either, and I can't remember any song from Pitch Perfect. So You couldn't sing any from, from Sweeney Todd? Nope. Not I, one. I, it just goes over me. Like, La La Land stuck with me, but these ones don't. But Stage Fright is a good movie. I liked it. The songs were... At the time, I remember thinking, oh, these are all right. I was tapping my toes. Right. These are decent. Okay, fair enough. I'll let you off. Don't uh, let me off. That's a musical. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But just obviously, I feel like... <laughs> if you can't remember the songs... Are they that then, good music? Then I want to have a top five. It'd just be straight out of content. Any in your top five, do you know any of the songs? Straight out of content. Because it was an album. I know number two and one. Probably La La Land's in there somewhere. My number three is La La Land. It comes really? in at number three. It's an instant classic for me. Um, there's only two that I would say have, have resonated with me. Wow. More. Oh, wow. Um, there's not much more to say. We've just gone on about La La Land. But it's uh, incredible. I don't actually think the songs are the best bit of it, but the music is obviously beautiful. Um 
it's just a really well done modern musical. That's what um, I'm saying. My number two is La La Land. Okay. Um, it could have been number one, but I've just watched it, so I think maybe that might skew my um, yes. list. So I think I'm leaving fair. it at number two for now. Yeah. And as we said, it's fucking great. You should watch it. Lovely. Uh, my number two is definitely a musical. It's Team America World Police. Oh, America. Fuck yeah. Um, that, again, I mean, the reason it's above La La Land, even though La La Land is obviously a far more um, thoughtful film, is it's probably one of the classic comedies. And it was either this or South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut, but I think that the music in Team America and the whole the whole storyline is just hilarious. It's so quite Decker. Muhammad Jihad. Decker, Decker. And even... Oh, uh, shepherd, shepherd, shepherd. What's his... Kim Jong-il. <laughs> like, oh, hurrah! Literally, we just take the piss at home. Whenever we go home for like Christmas break, I'll go like, oh, hurrah, Dad, nice to see you again. We just do our really, probably very racist impressions of Kim Jong-il. But that's the film. Uh, um, my number one? That's my number two. What's your number, number one? Number one is... This isn't my favourite Disney movie, but I think it's the best songs. Aladdin. Aladdin. Um, I, I, I remember most of the songs from it. I like the story. Um, uh, and you've seen the, the play, play recently. Yeah. I watched it a while back and I loved that. Did, um, can I ask about the musical in the West End? Did yeah. they add new songs to that? Yeah. Yeah, they weren't as good. No, they weren't. They but weren't. then it's such a classic movie. It's like, I'll make you proud of your boy. I was like, oh, yeah. no. I, I, this is a song where he's proud. I really like the movie. and I think it has really good songs and... I think it deserves to be number one on my list. Very good. I love Aladdin. I didn't actually put um, a animation in the end. I was going to. You fought for it. I was going to fight for Disney's Hercules. Then I realised my number one of all time is Moulin Rouge by Baz Luhrmann. That film is absolutely stunning. And I can't believe that's not been adapted into a TV show or a West End play. It's a matter of time before it is. Oh, no, I was thinking of burlesque. That's why I was making that weird face. Oh, right. <laughs> no, Moulin Rouge, Nicole Kim and Hugh McGregor. Um, I've never it's... seen it. Really? Really? It. You'll never watch it? Uh, it's my number me. one. You would not watch that. Don't interest me one bit. fucking Fright Night or whatever you... You haven't seen Fright Night? Stage Fright. Stage Fright. You haven't seen it? That's not my number one. It's my three. I just... I've only seen like eight. It so... would... What Moulin Rouge does nice, it blends original songs like Come What May with loads of like uh, reinterpretations of classics. So it's got... Um, your song by Elton John, but redone. You McGregor sings it. Really nice moments. It's got a great scene about Roxanne, which is done like an Argentine tango, where uh, Nicole Kidman's character is about to get raped. It's, it's a dark film. It's a dark film, uh, wow. but a beautiful, stunning film. Stick with it past the first ten minutes though, because they are really weirdly done. Um, Honorable mentions. Yep. Is um, Coyote Ugly a musical? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be in there. So I had Sweeney Todd. Um, I had Wizard of Oz. Sweeney Todd, the one you can't remember the words to. Yeah, Wizard of Oz. You can remember that. Um, high School Musical. You fucking hell. High School Musical. I you just right, googled so. musicals. Uh, <laughs> and I had one that I actually did like, Moonwalker. By the film is shit. But Jackson. Yeah, but the songs are good. Um, so I had that honourable mention. I really Okay, so fair play for giving it a go. Uh, my honourable mentions are starting from like. Oh, and Nightmare Before Christmas. This is probably in a order of what I watched it. Mm. Grease was probably one of the first musicals I ever saw as a little kid. Absolutely adored it. I've got the vinyl at home. Little Shop of Horrors, that was really good. And I went to see it live. It's about a man eating plant. Have you ever seen it? Nope. It's a man eating plant that gets bigger and bigger, feasting on blood. But it's all kind of done in a really twee way. Uh, really funny. Disney's Hercules and Lion King and Beauty and the Beast and Frozen, they're all pretty much in one bracket for me. And School of Rock with Jack Black, that's got some great songs in it. Oh, right. So there you go. And the worst? 
Yeah, it was hard to pick a worst, but it will probably be a toss-up between Rent and Hello Dolly. Have you seen either of those? I don't know what they even are. Barbara Streisand's and Hello Dolly is probably one of the worst kind of golden age musicals ever. And the Rent, just the songs are so bad. You know in, in um, Team America, they go, everyone's got AIDS. Da, 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 yeah. da. It's kind of, that's what it's taking the piss out of. Everyone's oh. got AIDS in that film. Um, for me, is The Room a musical? Room with Tommy Wiseau? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Why would you? Um, <laughs> You're picking any film with a soundtrack and going, well, it's got a song in it. No, that wasn't my worst. I just thought that as you were talking. Uh, my worst was Glitter by Mar- Mariah Carey. I haven't seen it, but I'm pretty sure it's shit. What do you mean you haven't seen it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's bad. My God. You need to watch more musicals, boy. Maybe nine. I've got to sort you out. Nine with um, Daniel Day Lewis. That's pretty shit. Burlesque was pretty shit. I haven't seen that. I fuck, I struggle, man. Really? <laughs> I'm glad that's out of the way. I won't make you struggle anymore. So that was our top five musicals. Um, absolutely adore mine. I'm pretty sure Rubel can give or take his. Um, if he did have a choice, it would be all five Disney movies. No, La La Land would be in there. Oh, La La Land. Stage fright. <laughs> you definitely wouldn't keep stage fright. It's all right, man. World. I liked it. I'm sure it's fine. But when you can't You're sing me a bit of a song. You heard of. Oh, my God. That makes you a knob. I want you to come in next week and sing me some of it. Why? Because I want to know if it sounds any good. At least I remember it. I don't remember anything about Sweeney Todd. I just remember that you're cool. Right. I'm not having this. We're going to we're gonna call that a day right now. We're going to fight to the death after this. No fan mail this week? Uh, I didn't check. That's I'll tragic. check next time. Okay. Yeah, let's let's do it. So if you want to get in touch with us, as always, you I just need to... I spoke to Justin, by the way. Oh, yeah. Before we get into that. Um, and he said, the person that gave me hate mail is a knob. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said I, I asked him, do you want to come on air and counter comment what the guy yeah. said? Because... I ain't got time for these dumb people. Oh, God. And that's the guy called you Rob as well. Rob. No, no, that was different. Oh, right. <laughs> we have some great fans. I like it. Keep it coming. Um, you can get in touch with us at castingcouch at gmail.com. Casting Couch Filmcast. How many fucking Casting Couch Filmcast. I need like a fucking sticker with the thing on it. Casting Couch Filmcast at gmail.com and tweet us at CC Filmcast. That's CC the letters, not CC S E A S E A. That would just be stupid. Yep. Like L A L A land. Right then, <laughs> lots of love. That's goodbye from me. See ya. See ya. Jazz hands. <laughs>